Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Psalm 116, 1 and 2. I love the Lord because he, he has heard my voice and my supplications because he has inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call upon him as long as I live. Hallelujah. Good evening, everyone. This is Reverend Nicole Edmonds with you tonight. And we thank God that we have a heavenly father who listens to our faintest cry. And we praise the Lord this evening for his faithfulness. We can depend on God at all times. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And on behalf of our pastor, the Reverend Elaine Flake, and our pastor emeritus, the Reverend Floyd Flake, we welcome you to the Greater Allen Cathedral Evening Prayer. We have with us tonight a minister of Allen, Reverend Lois Stewart. Reverend Stewart, you may proceed. Thank you very much, Reverend Edmonds. <clears throat> Excuse me. Giving honor to God, who is the head of my household, and prayerfully the head of your household, to our pastor, Reverend Dr. Elaine Flake, and our pastor emeritus, Reverend Floyd H. Flake. I'd like to just take a moment this uh, tonight to ask God's Holy Spirit to move in and through each and every one of us, all who are on the line, empowering us, giving us revelation knowledge, opening the ears and eyes of our understanding, that we may get a clearer more concise and more precise view and understanding of him and of his son and of his Holy Spirit so that we can really intentionally walk in his way in the name of Jesus Christ. Our scripture tonight comes from Acts 16, verses 22 through 26. Paul and Silas had been accused of unlawful teachings, teachings that were unlawful for Romans to accept. And in verse 22, it says, The crowd also joined in the attack against them, and the chief magistrates tore their clothes off them and ordered that Paul and Silas be beaten with rods. After striking them many times with rods, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to guard them securely. He, having received such a strict command, threw them into the inner prison, the dungeon, and fastened their feet in the stocks in an agonizing position. But about midnight, when Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, and the prisoners were listening to them, suddenly there was a great earthquake, so powerful that the very foundations of the prison were shaken, and at once all the doors were opened and everyone's chain was unfastened. I'd like for us to just keep in our minds broken chains, broken chains. My sisters and my brothers, have you ever been put down? Have you ever been talked about, vilified, having malicious and abusive statements made about you? Have you ever been criticized for doing the right thing, for doing the work of Almighty God? You were doing God's work. You didn't ask for anything. You didn't ask for special treatment, for reward or praise. No, you were just happy to be able to do the will of God, to help someone else to come to know your Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, to draw closer, to grow in knowledge of Almighty God. Well, take heart, because you're not alone. No, you're in good. You're in great company, in the company of Paul the Apostle and Silas. Just a brief recap of what was going on. Paul and Silas were in 
Philippi, which is a leading city in the district of Macedonia. And they were teaching and preaching as was their custom to do. And a slave girl who had a spirit of divination kept following them and crying out to anyone who were listening. She kept shouting, These are the servants of the Most High God, and they are proclaiming to you the way of salvation. Now, she was telling the truth. But Paul and Silas, especially Paul, got a little annoyed with it after several days. And so Paul, turning at one point and commanding in the name of Jesus Christ that the spirit of divination that was in her would come out, and the spirit came out at that very instant. However, her owners, seeing that she had lost what had been profitable to them, seized Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities. And that's how they wound up in prison. Paul and Silas didn't waste time complaining. Even though they were in the innermost part of the prison, chained in positions that were meant to inflict even more pain, at midnight, they were singing and praising God, and the other prisoners were listening to them, and God heard them. God sent so powerful an earthquake that the very foundations of the jail were shaken, and everyone's chains were broken, the guilty and the innocent. No matter how you have or are being treated, there is great reward in praising God in any and every situation and circumstance. Paul and Silas were showing their complete trust in God no matter what. Oh, my sisters and my brothers, greatly beloved of God, isn't it time for you to act and to show your trust in God? Let go of the past. Even if it was only five minutes ago that something occurred, that something happened, let it go. You don't have to hold on to it. Don't allow your home, your apartment, your room, or wherever you are to become a prison to you, to imprison you. You can turn it into a sanctuary. You can allow God to meet you there and to fill you with his very presence, to fill you with his love, his loving kindness, and his tender mercy, his comfort, his power, his strength his healing, and his joy. Even if you're currently in a prison cell, he can turn it into a sanctuary, filling it and you with his very presence. Whatever we need, my sisters and my brothers, we need to allow God's presence to provide it for us. Allow God to break our chains. Allow God to break our chains of bondage, chains of doubt and despair chains of regret and loneliness and anger, chains of hate and unforgiveness, unforgiveness of yourself and unforgiveness of others, unforgiveness and these chains of doubt and despair and regret and loneliness and anger and hate. Put a wedge between you and your relationship with Almighty God. We should not allow anything or anyone to place a wedge between us and God. God wants us to be free free to love him, free to know his love for us, free to be able to worship him the way that he would have us to worship him, free to hear the answer to the prayers that you have been praying for so long, free so that 
No demon in hell can stop it from getting through and from coming to you and letting you know that God not only hears you, but that he wants to help you. He wants to, and he waits for us to invite him into our lives, to allow him to break all of our chains of bondage. We need to know that we know that we know without a shadow of a doubt who God is so that we can let go of these chains, that we can stop holding on to them that we can free our hands to worship God, that we can open our hands up and that we can lift them up to God. He doesn't ask very much of us. He asks us to trust him. He says, trust me. Trust me. I love you. My desire is for you to know how much I love you. My desire is for you to trust me, to lean upon and to rely upon me so that I can do for you all that I have promised and so very much more. Every word that God has ever spoken will never return to him void because God is truth and his word is truth. If he said it, he will do it. We don't need to spend our time worrying about what wasn't done, worrying about the regret and, and what we didn't do, and how if we could go back, we would do it this way, or we would do it that way. My sisters and my brothers, the truth of the matter is, if we went back, there's no guarantee that we wouldn't mess up even more than we did. And yet God forgave us. Through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, through his death and burial and resurrection, we have forgiveness. And yet we squander it. <clears throat> Excuse me, we squander it. We spend too much time in our own little prisons. We chain ourselves in and worry about what we could have done, what we should have done, instead of realizing, accepting, and receiving all that Jesus has already done for us. We are forgiven, and we need to accept and receive that forgiveness. You say, but how do I know? Well, how do you not know? So it's not always about your knowing. It's about your believing. How big is your faith? If it's not big, ask God to help you. The man that had the son that the disciples could not heal, and he asked Jesus, and Jesus said, do you believe? And he said, I believe. Help my unbelief. This is what God is showing us that we need to do. He knows where we are. He knows what level we're on. And he doesn't chastise us or chasten us for not being where we think we should be. We do that to ourselves. But God wants to, and he waits for us to invite him into our lives, to allow him to break all of the chains of bondage. Let him go. Stop holding on to them. Free your hands to worship God. Open them. Lift them up to him. Lift them up to God and look up in expectation, believing and trusting that he is God, that he can and will do what he said he would do and more, if only we will trust him above all else. We need to tonight let everything else go and invite God in and allow him to turn what was a cell into his sanctuary, a sanctuary for you and for him. Allow his earthquake to break all of your chains of bondage. And so tonight, tonight as we pray, as we pray, I want to start by saying in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus the Christ, 
I take authority over and bind fear, unbelief, doubt, anger, and confusion, and anything else that would take our eyes away from Jesus. And I bind this in the name of Jesus Christ and by his blood. Let us pray. God, help us tonight. Help us to let go. And I know it's a saying, God, but it's so true, to let go and to let God, to let you be who you are. Help us to stop trying to turn you into something or someone that you are not. Help us to learn to take you at your word, to believe you. And if we can't believe you, to ask you to give us the strength, the strength to let go, the strength to trust the strength to forgive, to forgive ourselves and to forgive others. It's hard to forgive someone else when you can't forgive yourself. And so, Father, help us to start by forgiving ourselves. Help us to know that we're never alone. So many of us, Lord, even in a crowd, even in a family gathering, even in church, can still feel so alone. Help us to see the ploys of the adversary and to recognize them for what they are. Give us the power to discern, O God, and then give us revelation knowledge. Help us to be able to discern what is you, what you are speaking, and what your word is telling us, rather than the voices that we continue to hear over and over and over again, trying to put us down, trying to cause us to doubt, trying to cause us to fear, trying to to keep us angry. Some of us are so angry, and if we sat down for a moment and asked ourselves, what are we angry about? Some of us wouldn't even be able to give a decent, a cohesive answer to say, I'm angry about X, Y, and Z. But simply to say, I don't know, I just feel angry all the time. Help us to realize that that's another ploy of the adversary, and that we don't have to accept it. We don't have to allow it to control our lives. Help us to receive your joy, the joy of your salvation, the joy of being able to walk in your strength and in your power, the joy of being able to smile and to laugh again. So many of us, Father, it's been so long since we have laughed, so long since we have really smiled. Oh, God, give us that joy that we can really do what we used to call a belly laugh. Help us to laugh again. Help us to really see the flowers, O God, and to stop and to look at the beauty of them, to smell their fragrance, and to see that you have placed it there at that moment for us. Help us to recognize the the small things that you put in our path each and every day to show us how much you care, to show us how much you love us, to show us how special we are to you. When those negative voices tell us that we are nothing, that we are no one, and that we'll never be anyone or anything, help us to cast them aside and not to pay any attention to them in the name of Jesus the Christ, and to know without a shadow of a doubt of your love for us, of your desire for us to know you and to grow in love and relationship with you. Help us, O oh God, to spread that joy, not only to our own hearts and to our own lives, but to our family and to our friends. Help us to spread it no matter where we go, no matter what the situation or the circumstance. Paul and Silas did not complain about their situation and their circumstance because the work that they were doing landed them where they were. 
But, Lord, you did not leave them there. So if we've been put down, if we have been vilified, if we have been maligned, help us not to take it to heart. Help us not to allow it to alight on us, but help us to shake it off, just as Paul shook off the serpent that came out of the flames of the fire and wrapped itself around his arm. Help us to shake it off and to know that we are in the place that you would have us to be in, Lord. Help us to begin to trust again. Help us to forgive the person or the situation or the circumstance that caused us to lose trust. And help us to know that with you, we can never lose trust. Because you are who you say that you are, and you will do just what you said that you will do. Help us to go back to the dreams that you have given us. Help us to dust them off and to bring them to you. And to look and wait expectantly for you to move in and through for you to bring them to pass, and then help us to remember to give you the honor and the praise, the glory and the thanksgiving. Help us to go back and to remember where you have brought us from, Lord, to know without a shadow of a doubt that you will never leave us alone and that you remember our sin and iniquity no more. You said you would cast it into a sea of forgetfulness as far as the east is from the west. Continue to show us day in and day out, second by second, that we can trust you. Help us to lean upon and rely upon you. And help us to teach our family members and to share with our friends that they too can lean upon and rely upon you, that they can come to you with everything. Oh, Father, there are so many other things, but Lord, you know them. So help us to continue to pray even after we are off this line and to trust that you will bring it to pass. In the name, the mighty name of Jesus the Christ, and by his blood, amen, amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Uh, Reverend Stewart, we thank you so very much this evening for just pouring into our hearts such a wonderful meditation. And um, we're just believing that people will be set free from this meditation and prayers. You have blessed us abundantly tonight and we say thank you so very 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 much Alan family we thank you so very much for coming on and as Reverend Stewart said you can continue to pray but also even in the meditation as Paul and Silas were singing so some of you don't wait to Sunday that was that's what came to mind to sing songs but Begin to sing like you've never sung before. And we're believing that the change will be broken, as Reverend Stewart has mentioned, that the change will break as you sing unto the Lord. We're trusting God for your freedom tonight. Many of you will be set free. Broken chains, as Reverend Stewart has given us that title tonight in prayer. God bless each and every one of you. We will be back on tonight. Have a wonderful, blessed, evening and we're believing God that you're going to have a great night's sleep. God bless you. And thank you again, Reverend Stewart, for coming on. God bless you. And God bless you, Reverend Edmonds. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye.